You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! What's good, Lamb Goaters? It is your host, Lurk, here, and thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast. If this is your first time here, we welcome you to the Van Flip. If not, go ahead and give this a retweet, a share, or something like that to let your friends know you're listening to us. If you're listening to us on a platform, you can give us a rating. Just go ahead and give us a five-star, thumbs-up, or whatever the highest thing is you can. It definitely helps us out in the algorithm of the podcast world. Visit lambgoat.com to stay up to date on news, releases, and announcements from around the hardcore metal world. Follow Lambgoat on social media. Give us a like on Facebook and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Lambgoat. We also started a Twitter account to better interact with you guys directly from the podcast. Go follow Vanflip Podcast on Twitter. Tweet us what you think about the show and who our next guest should be. If you are interested in watching podcasts instead of listening to podcasts, all of our episodes are available to watch on Lambgoat's YouTube channel. So subscribe and make sure you get notified when new episodes are released. Speaking of YouTube, we just started a new series where we film live sets from bands. So make sure you head over to YouTube and check some of those out. I'd like to take a quick second to shout out our Patreon supporters. So once again, Dylan and Lachlan, thank you for supporting us. You guys rock and you guys are awesome. We appreciate it very much. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, not only do you help improve and grow the show, but you also get early access to episodes. And now you can get early access to all of our live sets before they are released. You also get an invite to the, you also get an invite to the private Discord chat, some Lambgoat swag, and more. We'll even shout you out on the podcast for as long as you are a supporter. Visit patreon.com slash thevanflip for more info. And one final announcement. For those who have been interested in Vanflip merch, we now have a live web store. So go grab a shirt, sweatshirt, coffee mug. You can find the link in our Instagram bio, in the description of this podcast, and in the description of all of our YouTube podcasts, or on our Facebook. On this episode of the podcast, we have Lowell and Nick from Deathwish Inc.'s Trail Body. Oh yeah, what's this? I feel this. Oh yeah, this is uh Oh no, Oh no, no. Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is good, Goat Flippers? It is your host, Lurk, here. <laughs> and I am joined with Lowell and Nick from the Rockford, Illinois band, Frail Body. How are you dudes doing tonight? Tired. Doing great, man. Great. Yeah. Uh, you just drove in from... Uh, Charleston. And boy, are your arms tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. You were playing Charleston last night, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was it was great. We played at uh, Big Gun. Um, weird name for a bar, but it's a really sick place. Um, it was packed out. Uh, I've never even been there before, like into that entire state. So 
no friends or anything and just seemed like the whole town showed up and it was like what the fuck okay cool like cool. it was yeah, amazing it was, it was yeah. a really good first show out there which mm-hmm. is pretty rad were you playing with anybody you're playing with tonight or are you just yeah with harbor lights okay um yeah we're we're on a little tour with them um just going down to florida and well actually yeah here uh holy shit it's been a bit yeah um and yeah we're going back up uh and then we're just parting ways we're doing some more stuff around the midwest around our home area and then hitting home um are you guys both on death wish yes we are yeah i knew you guys were um and we'll get into that later but uh yeah i didn't know if harbor lights were um Mm -hmm. anyway so you guys are relatively like a new kind of band you were formed i mean we just kind of passed your three-year anniversary of your band being a a thing so yeah how's it how how's it been you know in these three years like um i don't know you wanna yeah uh it's been super cool uh the last year especially has been insane because like we signed and we've just met so many cool people gotten to do pretty much the entire country now which is insane um but yeah lowell and i have been playing together for like 10 years so it's cool to have a project that is doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, we've got a collective 35 years of experience in all of us playing. And, well, uh, Clemenson's other bands were pretty successful, but our bands, I mean, we're kind of, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was struggling to get anywhere. So um, it's interesting being like, all right, we're almost 30. Maybe it's time to hang up the hat. And it's like, oh, okay, never mind. I guess we'll do this for another few more. And yeah, the carrot gets <laughs> yeah. dangled yeah. right in front of you. Right you court, and you're like, okay, okay, I'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. So it's been really cool. I mean, it's it's made uh, personally, well, I mean, and, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think this is a good thing that we're all just kind of uh, – it's put everything into perspective. So like every single person that like knows our lyrics and we hear them or uh, like any interactions, even just online, people tweeting at us. I'm just like, somebody cares mm-hmm. what, <laughs> you know? So it's cool. We're just extremely thankful. It's like a weird reality when that starts happening. Yeah. 100% just imposter syndrome. Like what the <laughs> hell? What is my life? Yeah. So you guys are from the Rockford area. Um, how would you describe, I mean like, cause you got, Again, a lot of people may not know who you are or may not have heard of you yet. So, like, if you were to describe your, like, sound, because you just got signed to Death Wish, and they are, you know, they, they're a decent label. They have a, a long, you know, a longevity within the scene as well. So, like, how would you describe yourselves, you know, to the average listener? Um, we take after a lot of um, what people would call Screamo, like uh, OG Screamo, Um Stuff from the 90s, Portraits of Past, uh, Funeral Diner, Seisha, bands like that. Um, and uh, it's kind of a dirty word, or it was a dirty <laughs> word. I yeah. think it's losing that connotation now, but yeah, if you want to. Um, I guess like the a more modern band we could compare it to would be like Early Pianos Become the Teeth, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just aggressive and sad. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, aggressive, sad. Yeah. <laughs> so how was it um like how was it starting out for you guys cuz you said you were in bands with each other for at least 10 years. So like what dis- what made you decide to go this direction cuz you guys are a three-piece, correct, mm-hmm. right? Mhm. Yeah. yeah. So what made you all decide to, you know, band together and make this style of music? What were you doing before as well? Um we we were we've been trying to make one of these damn bands stick for so long. We've been in we've been in screamo bands before. Um Yeah, we've been we've been in the same screamo band before. Um, yeah, but, twice. Yeah. Um but, yeah. but we tried like post rock and a bunch of other like indie stuff. And I think 
like some of that kind of blends into what we're doing now too. It's not like strict screamo, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Your keys, just FYI. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's like there's a lot of other things that um, we try and draw from because. I mean, we don't necessarily want to fall into the same trope of uh, just, you know, here's a panic chord and then here's the octave chord part, you know, and it's like, all right, everybody's done that before, you know, so, um, but we love explosions in the sky and we love this will destroy you and Caspian and, and also like when we um, found out that Harbor Lights was going to be on Death Wish, I was like, let's fucking tour with them. I want to tour with a post-rock band so bad. Like that has been my dream for like you know so many years to get out with a band in that genre Mm -hmm. you know um so yeah we just try and draw from everything we listen to we listen to everything in the van so we we just try and incorporate more stuff into a genre that has already been beaten to death 20 years ago so (laughs) well it definitely does it sounds um because you guys like I, i mentioned off the podcast before um you were on the new monthly the new metal monthly podcast, uh, Spotify playlist that we have at Lamgo here. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I initially, um, heard of you. I think. Thank you for that, by the way, <laughs> uh, plug it. I'll plug it here. It's in the description. You can click the link for that monthly playlist. We change it every month, obviously. But anyway, uh, and then like, I just followed you around and I think I actually was sent your, um, that's how I actually got your album. I was av- sent it in advance and, uh, I was like, Oh, okay. Check it out. And again, Probably I, I probably checked it out because it was from Death Wish and your cover. <laughs> you know, just, uh, wow, wow. The two yeah. things just like lined up, and I was like, okay, I'll check it out. Because I mean, I get yeah. a lot of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, advanced uh, sent to me and st- stuff, and it's all over. It could be like mainstream cock rock type shit all the way. Hell to, yeah, like, the <laughs> punk rock. So it goes all over, and um, I was like, I'll check it out because you know, Death Wish and the album covers caught me. But yeah, so that's how I got into you guys, and then um, yeah, when I originally reached out for you guys to be on here i was like yeah it'll be it'll be cool and i didn't realize you guys were relatively like this new of a band obviously yeah, yeah. so yeah it's, it's cool and we're trying to you know get younger bands on here in general as well so more people can find out about that but um so how was it signing to death wish in general uh, that was the weirdest like series of emails. Um, we, so did you send them a, I should probably ask, did you send yeah. them demos and shit like that? Or just, we, we no. sent, we sent tweets actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I yeah. literally, literally that is the only thing that has ever gone right when I've slid in someone's DMS. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we, uh, somebody, one of our friends, um, who is, uh, in this band called meth that is also mm-hmm. in the Chicago area. If you're familiar with them, um, Richard from Meth, uh, uh, just like tweeted or texted me or something like that, and was just like, "Hey, the Death Talk podcast." Actually, yeah, we we got signed off of a podcast oh, pretty nice. much. Um, they were like, "Yeah, the Death the Death Talk podcast like shouted you out." Here's the timestamp. Go listen to it. And I was like, "What the hell?" So like, we went there. Allie from Death Wish. Um, she found us on Spotify or Bandcamp or something like that and was just like, oh, yeah, they've got the CP out. It's pretty cool. So I was just like, holy shit. And I just went out into Twitter and tracked her down and mm-hmm. followed her and was just like, hey, thanks. Like, we are working on something new. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but if you're interested at all. And she was like, yeah, yeah, sure. You can send it in if you want. I mean, I'm just looking for new music. Um, So we sent it to her and we sent... 
you know, we shopped around and we got responses back. Um, we didn't think that was going to go anywhere. I was just like, yeah, here's some cool stuff. Come hang out with us or whatnot. Like, let's talk and whatnot. I'm not going to be like, sign us, please. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, cool. We'll like try and DIY it. We'll try and work with some distros, which we've worked with in the past. Um, with uh, No Funeral Records, uh, Zagima Beach, and a uh, bunch of other like. R.I.P. and Peace. Yeah, Rip and Peace yeah. records um, that are just like little distros. And uh, we were like, let's put this one out. Then we'll try and like tour off it. And then maybe we'll eventually get there. But Allie like DM'd me back and was just like, hey, let's uh, let's set up a phone conference. And I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we would always joke about like wanting to sign to Death Wish. All yeah. the time because they're awesome, and then uh, yeah, it just happened. So, what bands drew you to like Death Wish in, in the first place? Um, let's see. Uh, well, I mean, obviously Converge, but uh, yeah. aside from that, there's, there's a tiny bit of Converge. Like, I feel for you guys. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, you fail me, era Converge is yeah, like yeah, yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. fucking top tier. But that's yeah. my favorite record. That's probably gonna get shit on, but that's my personal favorite. Record. That's fine. Ours too. Okay. Yeah. Heartless. Yeah. For real. Yeah, sickest breakdown. Um, but, I, can get, I can get the hate. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sunbather is one of my favorite records of all mm-hmm. time. Uh, Touche Amore, mm-hmm. early Code Orange Kids. You know, all that stuff is yeah, cool. insane. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of grew up with some you know decent background of music, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and then also, I mean, obviously, like Birds in Row um, and Loma Prieta and whatnot, they were bands that um, just kind of deepened that sort of connection because like i would listen to converge and i'd be like oh that's cool mm-hmm. like i like that band um but then after finding some of those bands touche and all that i was like oh this label like just puts out good stuff like yeah <laughs> so it's hard to like pin them down yeah yeah that's why like in, no offense to the band you're touring with but like mm-hmm. you're similar but also different in a lot of aspects yeah. the hollow lights band because i checked yeah earlier too. and then mm-hmm. you look at it like like greet death is way different than both mm-hmm. of us and they're insane too yeah you mm-hmm. know? yeah they do put out quality stuff death wish yeah. does for sure yeah i agree yeah um damn i just went blank got lost on that but anyway <laughs> yeah um norma jean played a or not played but they are announced a little house tour today and just uh lo and behold you're playing a house show tonight Yep. So that's interesting. Uh, you guys said that you play like a lot of house venues back home because you kind of, your scene's kind of like loose or whatever and far and in between. Um, how often do you play house shows like on tour? Uh, it's probably it's probably like fifty fifty. Yeah, I'd say it's it's shifting away from it, but um, we love house shows. I mean, it's it's just. I get nervous every once in a while. I hate stages. So, like, I, I get nervous whenever we roll up into, you know, a situation where we're playing any sort of, like, larger room. And it just, the vibe just isn't quite there. I like being level with everyone, you know. Yeah, it's cool that there's there's no separation between band and audience, which mm-hmm. can bother people, like, if you're short and there's, like, a tall guy in front of you or whatever. But, like, <laughs> yeah. um, but just the vibe as, as a performer is a lot better, I think, yeah. for me. It's weird though, because yeah. like it's better for sound to have you up, obviously. Yeah. But as a yeah. performer, it's <laughs> also like weird though, because you're on a stage and you're, you're like put up to. Be good. Yeah, yeah, and house shows are always just—it's just so unpredictable. I mean, you could show up, and I mean, on the last tour that we were out with for your health, we we literally played a living room that was half the size of this. 
like to the point where like it was just kids stood in the kitchen yeah. <laughs> and just kind of watched the band do like a just a live session almost and you know and just isolated um and uh you never know what the room's going to look like you never know who's going to show up and it could be kind of a bummer and if it is whatever but then like you could play some we we played a fucking sorority house in Indiana and that was wild cuz it was just like we we couldn't we couldn't find a date and to that, fill that out and that was like a last minute like we got thrown on and it wanted to be yeah. like, the most fun show of that tour oh yeah it was insane and it was just like we showed up nobody knows who we are we were like the seventh band added <laughs> and they were just like yeah fuck it sure and we were like okay cool and we rolled up like we know nobody here I don't even, I can't even put like the booker's name to anybody mm. around. We're just kind of like, here's an 810. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how are we, we going to fit this down your stairs that are missing a couple? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, you, you don't know if somebody's going to go flying through a fucking window or punch a hole in a wall or yeah. like, you know, crowd surf into the fan or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's always the craziest experiences there. So it'll be interesting tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wonder what, cause I've never even, I've never even been to this venue, like we said off camera. I never, I've never been to this venue before. So, but it is labeled as a house venue, and it's like, yeah, we'll see what goes on. I yeah. mean, you can watch it on YouTube later yeah. too, because we're yeah. gonna film it, so <laughs> you could definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, who knows? This could be some cool stuff for you guys. You know what I mean? Check it out. <laughs> um, oh, I thought I remember my question when we were talking. Oh. Yeah, the definition of screamo, you you, you like kind of labeled yourself as like a screamo type thing. I think a lot of people are going to think of a different type of screamo, obviously. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's not the kind of screamo that you're talking about. Yeah, and that's why I say it, because then people are like, oh, it's like, it's this thing. And it's just like, no, no, that's wrong. Like, yeah. just go go do your homework. It's fine. Like, yeah. we were all there at one point. It's okay. Like, <laughs> the screamo would not be on TRL. You know, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The other kind would be. Yeah. No, that, yeah. And has been. For yeah. Sure. yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you guys, I mean, we can get some info from you about touring just because obviously this is going to come out after you announce it. So mm. you, um, you have some tour announcements or tour announcement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, let's see, February 28th through the 15th or 16th of March, we're going to be doing a West coast tour with, um, our friends in modern color, amazing band mm-hmm. out of California. Um, also another, another band, if you like whatever we're doing with like the weird, it's screamo, but like also incorporates a lot of other weird stuff. Um, they're a band that is like shoegazy screamo. This has singing and clean parts and like a lot, a lot of mathy stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really, really interesting band. Um, so check them out. Oh, beat us. So yeah, we're back at it now. <laughs> we're getting ready for the house show tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, what were some of the bands? Uh, no, we already talked about some of the bands that you kind of mm. like fashion yourself around. But what kind of music did you grow up on? As far as like when you started finding your own route, like when you started like finding your own music, because you seem to have like a diverse background of yeah. like Deathwish bands. So, like, what else do you guys like grow up on? You take that one. So first. I'll I'll start, and it's it's pretty lame, but like Victory Records, like Take Back Sunday, all that stuff for sure. And dude. then uh, it's not lame. <laughs> <laughs> it's not lame. Come I on. take it back. I love. Oh, I love to guess. Right up there too. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but and then through that, I found like Under Oath, and 
like it was like right around there only chasing safety came out there's a kid in an under oath shirt at my bus stop and i was like yeah that looks sick and that kid's cool so we're looking at this band and then yeah so they're only chasing safety just was in my car stereo forever when my mom would drop me off at shows mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like my my warm-up record for going to play indie rock and church music <laughs> and, uh, but then well, it's kind of like the same vibe almost you know? yeah yeah and then uh yeah, through that record, I just found I wound up finding bands like Sasia and stuff like that, and then like Tim McTagg is really into Radiohead, so I got into Radiohead through that, and I blame Under Oath for my musical leanings now. I guess. <laughs> They're a great band though, too. Yeah, yeah. No disrespect. Um, almost kind of the same. I mean, I I grew up listening to a lot of just radio butt rock and stuff like that, and <laughs> Linkin Park and some other bands like that um there's there's some good holdovers like i, I love chevelle we play with chevelle yeah, in the van yeah, sure. um i mean yeah there's all guilt trust me we have yeah <laughs> guilty pleasures right yeah um stained but, was like the best thing that we saw at that louder than life tour yeah festival. <laughs> i was like how is this even possible man? yeah that guy's that guy's a, a he's a trump guy now who, Aaron Lewis? Yeah. Or, yeah it's wild. Uh, yeah, yeah. You didn't see that coming? I just wasn't sure that, uh, I, just, I don't know. I, he's, he's definitely pro-gun. Didn't he have a yeah. pro-gun shirt on at the festival? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's fucking great. Sure, I love sure. it. It's so funny. Um, so, yeah, I I grew up liking that guy for a bit. Um, oh, but, was also but, louder than life, too. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> They're not going to be playing as a three-piece. Or they will be still, but the, the original guy is going to leave, isn't he? Maybe. No, you're the big Chevelle fan. Uh, we just like the first two. I take that back. I, I just like the red. Okay, <laughs> I, I just like the uh, red. <laughs> no, I'm talking about point number one, dude. That record's way better. I, I only know the red. Sorry. <laughs> Mine was um, what was, uh, this type of thinking. That was my favorite record by them. But anyways, wh- that was like that was like a year of my life. So I it it Sometimes gets you better. Send the pain below. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I kind of did the same thing though. I, I found Under Oath one day and, um, that made me get into heavier music. Well, I guess I, I listened to Slayer before that too, a little bit. And, uh, but Under Oath was like that, oh, you can like have some weird, sad angst and not just like, uh, hatred right. and like, so I was like, okay, that connects with all my, uh, 13 year old hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I remember um, what got me, like, personally into, like, this genre as a whole, the focused sort of weirdo sect of music that we're trying to go for, is um, this band called United Nations, mm-hmm. which is really weird because it's a super group. Um, and uh, I was... Daryl in it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's well, and they're like a they're like a collective at this point. I think like it's half of pianos become the teeth is situation, right? Mm-hmm. If I can remember, like grindcore, kind of like weird noise. Yeah, yeah, emo violence is what they call it. <laughs> yeah, and um, and that was like one of the things that uh, I was in keyboarding class. Um, and my my friend was on Last FM, and he like called me over, and he was like. This band is called United Nations. I was a huge no effects and rage against the machine, like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck Bush, you know, uh, guy. So I was like anything political I was about. And, uh, he was like, yeah, there's this band, United Nations. He's like, their genre tag is emo violence. And I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, press play and put on the headphones. And I was like, I want to do this forever. I want to do this band, this music. Let's fucking go, you know? Yeah. And then it 
12 years later uh, we're we're band. right here um, it's, it's weird how that kind of like checking out bands like that you know like because united nations and just like a lot of like grindcore bands and just like noise bands to me are just very like whoa there's a lot going on and i wonder like and again this is no disrespect to anybody but like mm-hmm. the kind of person that actually like fully gets into that and i'm like <laughs> i just want to know like what do you it's just how does it click for you because it doesn't click all the time for me you yeah, know what I mean yeah. it's only yeah. few and far between that I get like really into that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah it is what it is yeah it is what it is different different people are and into I love Daryl too that. so mm-hmm. I wanted to be into that band so yeah. bad but I was like I can't be into it yeah <laughs> yeah no it's and that's like we we get the same thing for like you know it, it takes yeah what you were saying it's it's music that's made for for people that like it and um, most other people are not necessarily going to get it and you just take that shit in stride and just go all right well if you don't want to buy the record you don't want to buy the record i don't i don't care i'm still going to keep on making it and yeah but uh yeah luckily for them they all have like other projects though in that particular yeah. band they all yeah have other projects that mm-hmm. somewhat kind of like make money so they can like waste time on yeah because <laughs> if you're just trying to be that kind of band and that's the only thing you're trying to be good luck yeah yeah, yeah 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 definitely i mean and that's why it's interesting that they they have the collective sort of thing that they have um with everybody that's in that but but yeah i mean after that was um you know then it was the whole wave with you know touche defeater pianos and all that yeah. and and that was really what made me find the scene for it mm-hmm. and not just necessarily going to the same church basement metalcore shows every weekend and whatnot um and seeing people that wanted to try and be attack attack like over and over and Crap over court. again yeah exactly is that a big midwest thing is that cause every oh video yeah it was, it was huge and still is actually yeah. it started i mean attack attack was from ohio and it were attack attack and who else there was like there's like five or six of those bands that were at that level that all came out of like Cleveland and Akron. Yeah. And so it was like a thing that us as Midwesterners, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Every uh, video I saw had like some hay bale or some field. Yeah. Like <laughs> crab corn, hardcore. Hair so. swooped over one eye. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yep. So how are you guys finding, like, how are you finding new music back in the day? Cause like you were saying, your, your scene is kind of lackluster. Uh, and I'm only assuming like earlier in your life, it was probably even, worse or well rockford like 10 years ago was was pretty cool we had like two pretty operational diy houses and a bunch of churches and bands would come through all the time like touche came through with defeater and and birds and row and birds and row and and code Code orange Orange kids Kids. yeah and uh that show was fucking insane yeah and uh, so we had like bands like joie de vie and like the felix culpa that are like both really amazing bands and you know I hope I don't know. Like I was, I you was had thinking, motherfucking cheap trick, dude. <laughs> oh, no. cheap trick, yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember feeling like when we were fourteen and fifteen, and we started like our first house venues. When mom and dad were like, "Yeah, you can book shows here or whatever." Um, I remember feeling a big disconnect with the older bands in our scene because mm-hmm. they would never play where we were booking. You know, they, they didn't do house shows. Right. So there was like two separate scenes, and. In a weird way, I hope that's still happening now, and I'm just too old to know. Because you know, I really <laughs> yeah, because you're the old guys now. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're the old farts now. Yeah, so I hope I hope somebody's bothering their parents and letting them book shows. One of the coolest yeah. shows I ever played on tour was a basement show. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I get it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing, and it's um, 
You can hang out afterwards, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool my gosh. Well, I remember, yeah. like, my senior year in high school, we booked Frameworks. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was insane for us. Yo, man, we were talking, wasn't... We just had Chris on for sex and didn't converge play someone's, like, house down the street. Oh, Earth Crisis. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. There, he was talking about an Earth Crisis yeah. hardcore show. Or yeah. house show back in the day, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's great, and it's um it's something that we can do um because being up where we are, houses are just built with basements. It's not like you know Texas or whatever where you, here. you know or here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so it affords more opportunities. Um, and uh, I don't know our our town has made a lot of really good art and really good music that nobody from our town gives a fuck about. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um. We have had multiple bands that have signed to Counter Lucky Stars, which is like a big powerhouse of like an emo label. Mm-hmm. So playing that sort of like throwback early, um, like early Jimmy World sort of stuff. Um, I mean, I've been in other fucking countries and brought up some bands from Rockford and had yeah. people that don't speak English be like, holy fuck, you know those guys, you know? Um, <laughs> they lived on the street. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. I'd share an office with fucking Phil from God's Reflex. Um, uh, we, we go to pizza night every Thursday and get drunk with Brandon Lumber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just like... But that's it's the most cliche thing to say um, because it's the total fucking pop punk pizza mentality of like, I hate my hometown. But like, yeah, our hometown does not give a shit about any of that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, we the color morale did get really good reception early on. That was kind of, you know, that was cool because they would play big shows and whatnot. Um, But uh, just the city as a whole. Yeah, I did want to say the Mm -hmm. rockness sound. yeah, yeah, that's that's that, a venue that so we shout out. That's a house that is doing stuff. Uh, JD Racky Priest. Yeah. Or are you just like when you guys are going? Like, is that how you're finding out mostly about music through these house shows? Back like back in the day. Back yeah, in the day, absolutely. yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, it was. Or did you have like a place that. where you were like you know like record shop or something like that that someone was showing you some stuff or? We didn't really. I mean, because Culture Shock came around a little bit later. Col- yeah. Culture Shock handled our release show and is like. One of our big, we we now have like multiple record stores that kind of service some of the music that we listen to. We the the older record stores, I feel like maybe caught on a little late, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. we didn't really. I mean, we just fucking used LimeWire and just uh, people yeah, word of mouth, internet, just yeah, yeah, okay. hey, this band's sick, you know, um, or you know, you go like out to a show and yeah, exactly, yeah, that's <laughs> why it when, blew up. When and, a two minute machine came out, I was just. Okay, well, Cowboy, <laughs> this is sick. I mean, mm. yeah, but. Death, yeah, that was like at the beginning of Deathcore and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah. that. Um, so you guys had an album drop a couple months ago, yep. right? We'll shift it back to your 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 content. Um, <laughs> how was writing that and releasing it? How how did that all come about? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Like, or? were those songs you've been camping on for a little uh, bit, or yeah. so? Was it, that's your that's your first uh, release on a. I don't want to say like a major or anything like that, but like a, a label. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's kind of like a, a mashup of our old record to um, At Peace. The last three songs on it are songs we had recorded the year before. Um, and then the other four, I think we wrote in like, I don't know, like a month or two. And then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we just, we, we got inspired by a lot of just like personal stuff that was going on and banged out four songs that we actually didn't hate. And then scrapped a bunch of other ones, and then 
Yeah, we we write an obnoxious amount of songs, and so it was. I mean, some of the songs from A side were written before you know at peace, which we put out two years ago at this point. Um, it's just one of those things where we just have just like gigabytes on gigabytes of just videos, audio recordings of just like cool riff six minute song maybe we can use three minutes of it all this stuff so (laughs) it was just pulling stuff out of that and then figuring out because we didn't know that it was going to be handled by anybody figuring out okay how much can we like actually afford to record you know going back and forth playing that out um but it is really cool that uh the older material did get included on it because if you listen to the b-side um which is at peace uh we wrote it as a continuous play so we wrote it you drop the needle and then the songs play into each other and so uh we wrote it and then we were just like this doesn't fit on a seven inch (laughs) and we don't want to have to flip it and so what are we going to do like a one-sided 12 inch that's extremely expensive and we're not going to have the money for it because right. nobody knows who we are. So we kind of put it up and we we're just like, shit, all right, whatever. We'll just do tapes. <laughs> um, so we did that. Um, but then when Deathwish contacted us and was like, what do you guys have like loaded up? And I was like, well, we just got through with four new songs. And they were just like, okay, well, seven inches are like not really doing so well. So what can we do? And I was like, actually, this is perfect. Because mm-hmm. I've always wanted that to be that was purposefully written to be played on a record player, and then we just went, oh, we're stupid and don't know how to do math and time it correctly. So um, it worked out really well, yeah. um, and that's part of just the relationship with them has been very positive, very you know artist forward thinking, and um, just trying to make sure that whatever we want this band to be, uh, it ends up being. So, cool. yeah. Um, what was the title of the record again? A Brief Memoriam. Yeah, A Brief Memoriam. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you can stream that anywhere. You can purchase it <laughs> from your website. Yeah. You have vinyl out for it. We do. Mm-hmm. I almost bought one. <laughs> almost. It's like one of those weird variants, uh, like one of your variants, I think, was it white or gold? Well, I, I yeah. heard you're getting back into uh, collecting CDs, too, so we have CDs if you want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good marketing pitch, damn. Get back into both of those things. <laughs> Flexing, flexing my $3 CD bin diving skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you big physical people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's like collect. trading cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's nice to have like a record and have full-size artwork. I feel like a lot of people miss out on that when they just downloaded yeah. a code, you know? Um, one of my things that I really took for granted was probably the CD book. Yeah. Like CD yeah. And, stuff. and even though that like... People didn't really like uh, vinyl had vinyl had the, like the audio superiority obviously, yeah. and then people would like shit on CDs. But now with streaming, because I stream music all the time, the quality is garbage. And uh, when you put a CD on, you're like, oh my god, it's so much fuller and louder in general. Yeah. So yeah, once I started, I was like, fuck it, dude, I should get some CDs. And... Yeah, totally. I I have so many tapes. I don't have I don't have a cassette player. Yeah, but I I've <laughs> got the cheapest things to get. Yeah, yeah, and and I get tossed stuff here and there, and I'm just like, I mean, I'm not gonna say no. And then also, it's it's just kind of cool to have little things of you know each each little thing that I've 
got from like the road and whatnot is just mm-hmm. oh this was you know we crashed at this person's house this was some great you know fucking grindcore band or screamo band or whatever mm-hmm. we or some noise project that we stayed at this person's place and whatever and no. So is your house like a total hoarder house type situation? Oh, my God. Yeah, my girlfriend <laughs> would laugh her ass off right now if she heard that. Um, we're so we're both really pretty walk, bad walk with that. Walk through the aisle of stacks of memorabilia, please. Yeah, yeah. I I tried counting up like all the records I have, and I think it was like it's north of 300, and I don't have no. like any storage space for it. So they're all just like – some of them are just laying out, and – I feel really bad about it. Yeah, it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. um, so, do you like tapes, or is it just the the ease of the tapes? Because like, if you're not you're not playing them, I think because I, I just talked to Chris about it because mm-hmm. we were talking about records too. But I think that's the worst audio. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a um, there's a charm to low fidelity. Yeah. I guess in the same way as like every fucking Instagram filter that you see now is like, oh, it's like it's like VHS, bro. Like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's there's like, a lot of like good video being turned into like really shitty video yep. with the lines and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like cassettes because it's something that as a band you can afford without any backing at all. You know, yes. So there, yeah. there's so many amazing bands that you know will never be able to press vinyl because they don't have any sort of backing, but almost everybody can do cassettes, and I think that's really cool. Whoops. Yeah. To have, like, physical copies of something, you mean? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. How expensive? I don't know. I haven't printed a CD in forever, so I don't know how expensive it is to press a CD, but... Usually it's a... Now, for CDs, I don't know, two uh, uh, $2 per or something like that? I know cassettes are a dollar per, usually. Interesting. I know there's a big push or a big, like, thing now for limited cassettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, the, the, the rage currently in the scene and just stuff like that, which is cool. I do think that going back to like a physical copy, which is weird because I think most kids growing up now are like afraid to pirate stuff. But it's weird because <laughs> like I came from an era where it was like fuck that shit, Kazaa Light, WinMX, Napster, and all that yep. shit, LimeWire, and all that. We were downloading any and everything, which I can't say or not say I do still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I get around, you know. So like when when I find out that kids don't know how to like get music or something like that, because I don't. Not that I'm against pirating, pirating or for pirating. I more am for for mm. it though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just like ease of access thing. I think like the music, the art is the music. So like, if I wanted to really support your band, I'd come see you and sure. and buy stuff. Because I think yeah, because yeah. you're really just buying like record label stuff, unless a band is putting it out themselves, which then I can respect, and then I purchase their their stuff from them, even yeah. the digital download stuff, but. Yeah, actually, funny story. Our our record got pirated and was thrown up on one of those like leak websites or something <laughs> like maybe a day before it dropped or something like that. And I wasn't even mad about it. I was like, well, yeah, cool. <laughs> what? Somebody pirated our record? Yeah. The fuck? It's like a level of coolness. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. It's like that's a conversation I never thought I'd have with anybody. Yeah. So like, do you think it helps though? Yeah, I don't care. I, I mean, I mean, streaming is the easiest way to find music now. Like going back to that. Um, but the way that, like, I mean, because you're in, you're a band, obviously, mm-hmm. and you hear your record before you put it out, and you probably want it to sound a certain way. Mm. And like you, you write songs for vinyl or to be streamed or not streamed, sorry, to be played in succession, <laughs> like with a needle drop and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I just didn't know if like 
Because if you download a song, you can download it in more uh, higher resolution than you could like a streaming song. So, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, streaming obviously is, and you do get a kickback from that. If yeah, like the pennies you'll probably get from it. But <laughs> um, but the person who pirates it could get like a fuller version. So you know, I just didn't know if that was like a benefit yeah. maybe to you to have someone come to your show or this that, the other. I, I think yeah. I think it's it's mostly a good thing just because so many more people will stream something before they buy it, and if they mm-hmm. like it, then they will come out and. We are definitely like a live centric band. Like we've only done a couple releases, you know, mm-hmm. but we've toured so much. And I like, I don't know. Um, I think if streaming gets more people to come to a house show, then that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, nobody's nobody's buying a Spotify subscription specifically <laughs> to listen to us. Like that's yeah. I, whatever you're gonna you're gonna listen to us in passing if you pirated our digital stuff. I mean, that sucks, I guess, but, like, yeah, (laughs) we're, we're out, like, a whole 33 cents or something like that, if you did the, buy the album for a (laughs) dollar on Bandcamp or something like that, um, you know, it's, it's whatever, um, but if you see us and, uh, buy us beer and feed us and, like, buy our record, that is infinitely more support that we will get. Come to the show and buy a sweatshirt, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Steal your record. I'll steal the record for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, steal the record, learn the lyrics, and then uh, yell them at me, and then buy our shit. So. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. I, I started seeing articles that were like kids these days or people these days are more afraid to pirate things. Because I feel like it would be like the norm <laughs> at this point. Because, yeah, yeah. You know? The whole pirate thing with Napster, when that popped off, I remember people getting really freaked out. And it never really... I was a kid, so it didn't bother me. I just kept doing it. Yeah, and yeah. so <laughs> I blindly kept doing it. My dad never got arrested, so I figured, I oh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. It's a little after eight. We probably should wrap it up a little bit and then head to the little house venue. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Well, do you have any... Uh, we'll just get some last minute shit off of you. What's the dream tour for for you guys? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Do you know that one? Do I know that one? Do you know that one off the top of your head? Does it does it have to be a band in our genre, or can it be like any band? Uh, I mean, any band that your band would flourish with. You know what I mean? Like something that yeah. could actually happen, but like is a dream. Still. Don't say something like Led Zeppelin or something. Oh no, shit. I was I actually gonna, I was gonna say something to piss Nick <laughs> off. I want a job for a cowboy to do Sun Eater and pull, and I want us to open. <laughs> they they fight for hours over the best uh, job for a cowboy album, and uh, it's great because we're a three piece. So I just sit in the back seat and yeah. just laugh because I'm do like, you I mean, to job for a cowboy is that your not thing? really? It's yeah. okay. I mean, they put it on. I've, they've never been like, oh yeah, this is JFAC, and I'm like, no, this is bad. I'm like, they put it on. I'm like, no, this is sick. And then he demands that we put on the the one with the bass super high in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, all right, cool. This sounds great, too. And Clemenson just fucking hates it. <laughs> he hates so that like record. The inside of the van should be like a um, like a some TV show with all you guys arguing all the time about... Yeah, I, I, I'd film their arguments we're, for our fucking Instagram friends. story. We, yeah. <laughs> we just tolerate each other. So. Yeah, if, if you ever see us put up an Instagram story after like 3 a.m., <laughs> It's probably them in somebody's kitchen while they're trying to go to sleep, just fucking throwing down about it. It's like, yeah, the meme or the video meme of the people ta- like yelling about Glinda the Good Witch or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, 100%. Right, yeah. There's there a night in the store, we, we were up till like 5 or 6 in the morning, everyone else was asleep, and we're just shouting, because we want to cook spaghetti in the van. 
<laughs> and uh, Clem doesn't want us to cook spaghetti in the van because it'll be messy. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, people like defend himself either. Right? No, now. he's not. Get, get it all out. Now. Get it all out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of goofy little uh, little things like yeah. that. Um, I think people. How long are you guys? Obviously, you guys know each other for ten plus years. Mm-hmm. Is the third per- the third party? Do you guys know him like that as well, or just some schmuck that you we, hired for? We like started hanging out with Nick like five years ago, and mm-hmm. like we we honestly like all kidding aside, do hang out like every single day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we're brothers like one hundred percent. Themselves, we're gonna yeah. take a shit on. Them. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, I think people often listen to the record, see some of the. I guess visual aesthetics of it and whatnot, and then they have like an image of who we are, and then they meet us, and it's like, yeah, the, the like downbeat, the first song, like I'm picturing my what it sounds like when my mom fucking died, like it mm-hmm. is just 100% just like visualizing that everything. I fucking psych myself out and get into it. The second we're done, I want to shotgun a beer and party. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we're just fucking, yeah, I don't know. We're goofballs. That's what we have to be. Yeah. Yeah. You got to fucking smile through the sadness, you know? So what is the fucking band you want to tour with? <laughs> fucking. I'm, I'm sitting with it. Listen. You're going to stick with that. Yeah. I'm going to say, um, there was a band that is probably the most influential to this one, um, called Diatro. Mm-hmm. Um, they're from France. They broke up in, like, 2008, I think, or 2009. Um, but they just repressed a record last year, which means they know that people are paying attention to them. And they play in other bands, so they're, like, still doing stuff. If that band gets together, I'm going to go to France, like, 100%. And I feel you. Yeah. I got bands like that, I know. Yeah, what's yours? I don't want to talk about it. I've already talked about it a million times on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. I've already yeah, done yeah. dumb things for for stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I've done, uh, yeah, I've flown multiple times to see them in multiple venues, multiple places. Giant waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. It's not really, but yeah. <laughs> it feels like it now looking back. But anyway, uh, so... Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up and cut you. Uh, we'll, we'll head over to the house menu, and you, like I said, you can check out the uh, that video on our YouTube, and uh, that'll be up there at some point after this interview is up there. But anyway, yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, do you guys have any like new music coming out anytime soon? I know because the albums came out a couple months ago, but like you said, there's some old songs on there, so I didn't know if you had any like EPs coming out or. Yeah, not not at the moment. Um, we're currently writing the next one. Um, so it'll be out um, eventually. I don't know when that when that is, but I know what date we're contractually obligated to deliver it. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be it's going to be with Death Wish whenever you do do it. That's yes, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, one hundred percent. It we will be with them for a while. Cool. Well, anything else you want to sign off with? Shout out anybody. You I already did it earlier, but you know, you yeah, can do yeah. Some more. You good? Yeah. Wrap just, it up. All right. Just thanks for caring. <laughs> we'll try. We try. <laughs> It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. 
Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you.